It's not the length podcast. Rest, recover, rise with 4-5 CBD oil. The world's first certified 0% THC CBD oil. It's not the length podcast. Fish is just the bat soup of the sea. The Gold Coast with Dog and Leo and Nikki. My words are feeling amazing. Welcome to It's Not The Length, episode 15. It's the lockdown special Monday. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm in the UK. Uh, I'm not doing a whole lot, to be honest. I'm, um, well, I'm just kind of doing what I normally do, just sort of stuck in a little room, um, writing, talking, and uh, sort of thinking about surfing, but not actually doing it. Um, so that's me. Not too much difference here. Um, obviously, the world's in a funny old place, but oh, I seem to be uh, keeping up morale. Keeping uh, the fires burning, keeping the WSL alive, and uh, just doing my best. Paul, what, what about you, mate? You're uh, you're close to the coast. What's what's the vibe in France? I mean, do you want the fresh hot take? I just fought the law. Well, I can I can feel an anecdote. It's going to go on too long, but I'm I'm happy. I've got time. That's one thing I do have. Yeah. What what happened? What, yeah. what went down? So the popo, the babalon, the fuzz, the old bill, PC plod, uh, les flics as it known. No, I just got stopped this morning as I was walking the dog Alfie down by the beach, checking the waves, which looked really good today. And the gendarmes rolled up on me, ran down the window, monsieur. Um, and they asked to see my bit of paper because in France you have to have this printed bit of paper saying like why you're out, what you're doing. You've got four things you could be doing, which one of them. And you have to sign it and date it and put a time on it now. You're nearly like that for an hour. I mean, I, I came up with the criminal mastermind option of you could carry different bits of paper in every pocket, go out for hours and just pick out the relevant one from the from the right pocket each time. So unless they strip search you, they can't prove you that. Anyway, um, so that was fine. But she, the the police lady, uh, wasn't happy that my form was in pencil. Um, so you're not allowed to have it in pencil in case you rub it out. And I said, why? Pourquoi? And she's like, well, in case you rub it out and I said yeah and what why like anyway uh I she had a bit of attitude I had plenty of attitude back um and she said she she could find me 135 euros to which I la I I lolled I laughed out loud I went come on I might have done a couple of little sort of mutterings in English which I tend to do in those situations and anyway she showed me the thing where it says you're not allowed to do it in pencil I said, can I do it in, in, in blood if I, if I can't find a pen? And then she was like, Pukumu? I didn't understand this song. The word for blood song is like quite hard. Well, to me, it sounds like I'm saying it right, but obviously not to, not to them. Anyway, she got it in the end. Don't know if she's like a sort of Joy Division fan where they signed their contract in blood, didn't they? Etc. But, uh, and in the end, I basically, she was still kind of talking. And I did a bonjourne and turned around and walked off. So I kind of left her kind of going. And I did a sort of have a good day and, and just wheeled away and just kind of sauntered off like a legend. Yeah, and just so, just FYI, to just to fill you in on the sort of shocking, sickening inequities in law enforcement, which is the same all over the world. Heidi got stopped the other day. Her form's in pencil. And the policeman was like, oh, no worries. Have a good day. Like not a mention, not a breath of it. Whereas me, it was like the wrong medium that I'd used. Um, but she did, uh, a- she did actually confirm I could do it in any colour. Why, why don't you just write them in pen? 
and then you just, just bring a rebel. Uh, well, so I can rub it out, and so I don't have to print a new one out each day. I like, I do like the um, eight sort of letters stashed away. You need, those, you need to wear those cargo pants out. <laughs> proper sort of cargo pants, and have <laughs> like ten letters for each hour of the day. I I appreciate that she's just doing her job, they're doing their job, but I'm also doing my job, as in they are, you know, increased, sort of unprecedented powers of the the you know armed sort of forces or the police. The actual case of the gendarmes, it, it, they are actually the armed forces rather than the police. But um, I see it as our job as citizens to also just kind of push back a little bit and just say, hey, you know, hey, I've got my rights, so, you know, you can't... Yeah, you can't let them walk all over you, Ben, no matter where you are, France or, or Britain or, or anywhere. you got to, like, abide by the law, you know, if you feel that morally it's the right thing to do. But I think also you can... You can stand your ground. In other French news, did you know uh, April Fools in French is called April Fish? I did not know that. No. It's poisson. Poisson d'avril is what they call it, and I only learnt that yesterday. I've lived here for seventeen years. I think that's my eighteenth New Year, uh, April Fools. Sorry, in France, but I that's always escaped me up until now. Um, and just on the subject of fish, which, as you know, and listeners will, all roads lead to, uh, it's real busy at the fish market. They're doing a roaring. It's sort of the only, the only reason you're allowed to be in a car in my neighbourhood is if you, obviously, if you live here and you're going somewhere, or if you're going to the fish market to buy fish, which a lot of people are doing. And it's, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's ram up, but it's, there's always people milling around, I saw uh, Reed there the other day, old Reed Pinder, George, former captain of industry, a core lord of industry. He was sitting sort of meekly in the car. I don't know if his missus was buying the fish. He was waiting for a fish. I uh, had a little chat through the window with him. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people getting fish, which I'd consider a bit of a bummer. It'd be nice if the boats could just turn their minging engines off and stop killing the wildlife and let them swim around. But no, people still got to eat that stuff, haven't they? They've got to eat it. Idiots. Um, what I'd quite like to say was do like a one-man protest and just go, guys, guys, you know that um, fish is just the bat soup of the sea. It's the bat soup of the sea. Yeah, we know about your fish dance, which I, yeah, I, I get totally. I just, I think the meeting, when you can't walk a dog, but you can go sort of convene at a market seems a little bit uh, strange, uh, a little bit contradictory. But I suppose that's the um, that's the current world we live in, Paul. Which I suppose we might get onto uh, a bit later on. There's big debates about general social distancing and surfing in general in our little tiny crook uh, of the COVID COVID world. But we maybe we can get onto that. Ben, what my, um, what have you what have you been up to? Well, I've sort of been stuck in my little world here. I've, uh, stuff with Douglas L and the, and the surf breaks, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the world's got to keep turning. So I've been talking to people, I've been t- ringing up surfers, finding out what they've been up to, Paul. Uh, they've been up to a whole lot, to be honest, from uh, all the conversations I've had. But um, it's interesting just to ring up and get sort of different gauges. I spoke to uh, Mata Hydrolay, uh, Tropu Charger. Uh, yesterday, and he said he's been watching like perfect strokes just reeling off, and uh, has been surfing now for ten days. I kind of think 
that's might be a bit harder to deal with, I reckon. I don't, is it harder? Yeah, I've seen some footage of like Jay Bay being six to eight foot, absolutely perfect. The guy's not surfing it. Um, so I spoke to Mateus, he's cruising as he does. He was good. I spoke to Kickash Marais. It was amazing. Amazing. Was, was it amazing? It's amazing. Amazing. Amazing new clip, actually. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, really. Uh, it's called My Place. It was uh, filmed in February around Portugal when it was pumping before the lockdown. Uh, there's that footage of that crazy left that uh, Nico von Rupp surfed, Tom Lover, that crazy wave. That's that same session. Not crazy yeah. left, though. Not actual crazy left. The wave across from Cocious. I know what it's called, but you, I'm not, we're not, it's not you sort of a spot you don't name, but yep, I know where, exactly where you mean, the big left, but not to be, it's a crazy left, but not to be confused with the actual spot, crazy left, which is the one that is across from, gosh. Yeah, exactly, so, um, yeah, there's some kick-ass actually having a real dig at that massive left, which you don't, you don't often see, so yeah, I spoke to him, he's just in lockdown, he's, he, uh, he had a good pre-series and he was all psyched. Um, and then he had great balls. He said they're amazing. I might have put the clip in potentially, but yeah, he's good. It's amazing. Um, he also, I spoke to Yago Dora. He's doing well. He, he just rang up for a chat, to be honest, Yago. He's always good to have a little bit of chat. Uh, can I say something quick about Jaeger that I discovered? I was, I was watching, I was doing a story on surf films to watch online free and I dug up this piece by Ozzy Wright and he said Jaeger Dora was like a cross between Christian Fletcher and Damien Hardman. Running <laughs> block on the Gold Coast with Dog and Leo and Nikki. Um, I was my boards were feeling amazing. There is a great debate, Ben. It's it's sort of split the surf community, the online surf community. It's not an even split. I'm I'm saying it's probably what 85, 15. I mean, most people are sort of morally against the idea of going surfing. And there's quite a lot of people with some very strong opinions about why you shouldn't go. Um, your, your take, Mundy, your, your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that I just, if you're going to do it, if you're going to, you should isolate as much as you can, is my view. Um, yeah, I'm probably the 85% of people saying, look, this is too important to do it. Um, we just got to fucking lock it down, and that means uh, not going surfing. And I get that um, by going surfing on your own, you're not going to actually probably act. You know, you're not going to probably transfer any type of contagion. But it's the act of everyone getting together it means that you you you're increasing the risk. It's a classic case. You've got to put yourself. Um, you got to sacrifice yourself for the community. Mm. Surfing, it's not doing that. So, and all that means it's going to last fucking longer. Okay, um, yeah. If if that's you, why I don't live near the surf at the moment, so I don't have the fucking moral conundrum. If you went surfing and you knew, you knew you weren't going to see anyone, and you and you didn't see anyone, not another human. That is morally worse than if you went out every day to the tobacco just still open in France and bought 20 Marlboro Reds. Every single day you go down there, you buy your Marlboros, totally allowed, totally above board. That's fine. But surfing, no man. That's, you know, that seems like a slightly skewed argument. I actually, I wrote a little piece on, it's on the beach grip um, about a mate, a, a friend who, who snuck in a couple of sessions and he, he, he was going surfing um, early on in before it was kind of outright banned. There's a few few people made some comments. So they, 
Dave Mail, man, friend of the show, former ASP president, Europe, said that he, he, he hoped the friend broke his neck in the shore. That's quite a strong word. I mean, his, his, you know, his wife, Priscilla, she's, she's a doctor, so I totally see where he's coming from. She's on the front line in the medical profession. But I know the argument about what happens if you have an accident and therefore you take up a bed, you know, in, in hospital, you know, where it could be a bed going to someone who's, who's, who's in dire need or... Yeah, okay, well, by that, by that, I'll just extrapolate that logic. What if I'm in hospital right now on life support because I've got lung cancer because I've been smoking my whole life? Like, where does that kind of morally lie within someone that went for a surf and, and hurt their ankle and had to go into hospital taking up, potentially taking up a bed from someone who needs to breathe? Between it, I just got lung cancer because I've literally my entire life have smoked cigs for no other reason than I just fucking felt like it. Or if you really want to make, you could make the legal argument and go, you haven't broken any laws. Fine, all right. What have I been smoking weed every day? What have I been smoking weed every day for 50 years? I've got fucking terrible lung cancer. I'm in hospital. Would you begrudge me that bed space now compared to someone that went surfing and had an accident? Begrudge anyone that's acting selfishly that's going to take up a bed. So is that, is it selfish? Is it selfish to have smoked for 50 years or is that selfless? Just... No, it's, I mean, I don't like, they're both, I mean, they're not as bad as each other, clearly, but let's not try and get an argument about who deserves more or who's done worse. Right now, you have the ability, I don't, you don't go to the tobacco either, obviously, I mean, that's just mad. Like, I haven't seen a person in three weeks. I haven't literally, I've got, I've organised all my food. I haven't seen a soul, neither of my kids, neither of my wife. It's doable. I mean, you want to limit your risk as much as you can. If everyone did that, then this thing would pass over more quickly unless people... You know, I'm with you there, but what I'm saying is, you're misunderstanding my question, what I'm saying is rank those two in terms of which one's more acceptable or less acceptable. Well, I I mean, I think the ranking is... is, uh, It's not what we need right now. Trying to rank what's morally better or worse is just a a fucking fool's game because you just get in some type of argument which I know you love about what's better and what's not whereas I'm saying if everyone just absolutely did their best to isolate forget ranking okay yeah again you're not this the people are commenting online about people talking about going surfing so what I'm saying is to those people who are making a moral judgement on that I'll just be interested to know where you stand on this. I'm not suggesting anyone does anything they're not doing or goes back in time and doesn't smoke for 50 years or overeat, become morbidly obese or whatever it might be, whatever. They, I'd just be interested to see the people that do take a strong, really strong moral stance as in, I hope he breaks his neck, this person that went for a serve, someone that's making that kind of moral judgment and they're making it publicly as well. They, they, they wrote it on the, on the internet and published it to the world. I'm just saying it'd be quite interesting, is my point, to then pose a question to that person. Where, where are you with this then? Seeing as you've given us your thoughts on that, would you, you know, give us the, the fruits of your thoughts on, on this topic? Where does that sit? So I'll just rephrase that rather than, I'm not asking people to come up with a Premier League table of like what's acceptable or not. But I think it'd just be interesting to hear what someone who is outraged about the idea of someone going surfing, where they would sit on someone who's taken up a bed because they got lung cancer, because they spent the whole life tabbing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's your classic furphy. I can't really be fucked getting, going down that 
rabbit hole, to be honest, when there's more important things at stake. I did see, I mean, the, the stuff I saw on uh, just a little thread on one of the Australians, our mates, uh, there was, they, they, I mean, the Australians, I think, are a bit behind the curve, to be honest, and they're still surfing, and, and, and yeah, the government hasn't introduced total lockdowns, but um, there was a few fines, I think, at one at the beaches, and one, I just saw a lot, a tap, this guy went, I can't believe this bullshit, I can't live sane if I can't surf, what the fuck? Am I the only one that feels this way? Handing out fines when everyone has no income? Fuck it, I'm surfing no matter what. That was his. And then, and then as a repost, uh, one of another mate just wrote by, below it, shut up, you legitimate cocksucker. Now, I know that's not sort of well articulated, but that's kind of the two groups, isn't it? Like, just one saying, look, I need this for myself. It's unfair. It's not rational to get it. And the other guy saying, you're a cocksucker. Um, you know, if we all just bite the bullet for this little small small time I think we'll be better off but um, yeah I mean it's it's a question and I think I think the more selfish people in society are getting shown up because it's if you're putting the society first and yourself second it's one of the hardest things to do it's what we've all been kind of asked to do I think everyone's doing a pretty good job of it don't get me wrong mm. but I yeah it I makes better society the the smoking thing came from the Italian doctors, basically, because they had it first and, and worst. And I heard a thing where they're basically, they were having discussions about, they only had so many, I think it's a little bit better there now, but this was two weeks ago, they only had so many ventilators and they had to decide and prioritise. And that was one of their criteria was to go, okay, this guy's 80 years old and smokes and this is a healthy whatever person. And it was kind of in their discussion, that's... That's where that came into it. But I think it's interesting to see people's take on whether you should surf or not is very much also, I think, relates to how kind of whether you sort of can and, and get away with it. I mean, you know, is there such thing as a victimless crime if you steal something from the supermarket? Like, you know, is there... There's, it's, just, it's interesting that humans have always got that little sort of bit of wiggle room, haven't they, where there's like a law here and if you look like you're adhering to it, but you just sort of got to get away with it a little bit. Like where, you know, that's kind of like the sort of... One of the great sort of moral debates, isn't it? It is, yeah, I know. And like, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. I get it. Like, if you can go down and surf on your own and not have touched a single soul, then I can... I, yeah, you know, you're not effectively in danger of causing any type of further contagion, but going to the superbank is a, <laughs> is a fucking different story. Like everyone's touching everything, everyone's in the car park, every day, all the things. It's just like, come on, guys, this ain't really working. Um, anyway, yeah, the debate, I saw Kelly Slater weighed in, of course. Of course it did. There's been some public stouches. I saw um, oh, our mate Joel, your mate Joel Tudor and... Uh, Ken Skindog Collins having it out with this exact debate. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's people are going to have to wrestle with that decision if you're near the beach and, you, and, and it's legal at the moment. I mean, in, it's been taken out of your hands, hasn't it, in France, Spain, and Portugal? It's just, it's, it's banned, isn't it? It's a it's finable offence. The cops are patrolling now here with fat bikes on the beach and they're flying drones as well just to check those sort of areas where. It'd be hard for them to see if there's anyone on the beach. So they are, they're patrolling, although I will just add on further sort of gendarme news that I have noticed that their shifts only starts at 9am. So the dawny for the cops, like making sure no one's surfing, 
9 a.m. There's these two quite youngish. I mean, they all look they all look young to me these days. But the police, they two of them look about 17, but they they come down the the road to the beach on their fat bikes um, at about sort of 12 minutes past nine by the time they actually get to the beach. So that's that's the dawny. It's not the length podcast. Do you know why Spanish influenza is called Spanish influenza, Ben? Well, my original thoughts were that um, the French call it the Spanish influenza based on sort of thousands of years of uh, sort of treating them as the enemy, whereas the Spanish call it the French flu because of uh, the exact same reason. But I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've got a... Uh, yeah, no, everyone, I think everyone... Everyone calls it Spanish influenza, maybe except the Spanish. But the reason is, is it came out in during the First World War, and Spain was neutral, so they didn't have censorship on the media. So whereas it was, it didn't come first in Spain, it didn't originate in Spain. But there were cases everywhere and dying. But obviously, in the countries that the media has been controlled by, kind of propaganda departments didn't report it. Whereas the Spanish newspapers just reported it. So they, you know, came out and said. You know, 500 dead in Madrid, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so it just got jumped on it by the American media, actually called it the Spanish influenza. But um, fun fact, uh, just on that note, um, I had really strange uh, anxiety lockdown dreams about uh, Connie Zubizarreta and, and Vicente Romero, who's another QS warrior from Spain. It's a really weird dream. I've dreamed about Goni before, but this one was horrible. Normally, they're all, all my Goni dreams are good. And this one was awful and really unsettling. And they basically, they sort of, they dropped, they sort of left me out in the in the desert and just left me there. Um, it was it was sort of slightly hinged in a, in a, in a real life event to the Spanish photographer that, that never got paid when Surf Europe went down, which did actually happen. I mean, incidentally, I'm, I, I myself am also on that list. Uh, legal case is ongoing um but so anyway i was somewhere with those guys and then they talked to him and then suddenly they both stopped speaking to me and they were driving the car i was like guys guys are we not going to go and check that left and then they they just looked around didn't say anything they turned all mean gone he turned all mean and he's like normally such a nice dude and he turned really sinister and they neither of them would talk to me and they just dropped me off in the middle of the no nowhere in this like desert and i had to like i got out and i had to walk I had to walk back and I woke up. I was horrible. I woke up 3 a.m. really scared. And have you had any have you had any anxiety lockdown dreams, Ben, about Goni or Vicente Romero? I haven't, no. But that does remind me when I was put um, in one of those, you know, the Terry Towling board bags that you had growing up, the, co- the, the cloth ones. I was putting one of those as a grommet and they told, you know, you, you get shoved in and then you do the drawstring at the end. And then I got shoved in a car and driven like about. I don't know, came from sort of beach and dumped on the, the sand dunes as a, as a grommet prank. That was pretty pretty unsettling. You know what? I, your Goni dream and that lockdown dream, it has some, I've, I've had certain dreams recently and there's, there's been an element of danger, but I can't. I just can't remember it, Paul, so no, I haven't. I might, yeah. But I, I just can't imagine Goni turning me. Beginning of April, no snapper. There's no bells. The wazzle is cancelled. Imagine there's no wazzle. Imagine a wazzleless world. We're getting a little glimpse of it now, Monday. Had I mean, you're you obviously still work there, but there's no events, so you're just sort of regurgitating, you know, stuff content. I'm doing little inverted commas with my fingers. Um, 
What what does the surfboard look like without the wazzle? What do all the haters do that sort of seem to only really exist to go on and write comments like my feed keeps dropping out, World Shame League, and what are those? What are they doing now? What what's get what's what? world would it would it be just would it just be like exposition of chipper wilson sort of medium format photography for sort of rural tasmania is that is that what it looks like you're just kind of like looking at chippers like prints of like a tractor next to a gum tree and just i mean just as an aside why do all free surfers sort of think they're photographers like what what is that all about why is it if you're free surfer you suddenly got to get really into photography like there's everything that's good and every good photo has already been taken by someone who's just good at photography. Why do you think, oh, because I, I surf, oh, I must be good at photography? What's that about? I think when you sign your free surfing contract, you get one of those little Leica format <laughs> You get a Russian right, film camera. You've got to have that as part of, part of the deal. You can't do that, then it's just, yeah. Yeah, and it's got to be just off kilter, out of focus and black and white, and you kind of Set, you're set to go. So I saw a, there's a book. I saw something. I just don't know if it was a book. There's a book. I don't know if it was Chipper, but I'm just using him as an example. Nothing against him. Great guy. It's loads of photos of like Tasmania. It weren't even surf shots. It was pictures from Tasmania. I was like, yeah. fucking it, why? Well, why? We had a bit of a high level strategy meeting about this exact topic with the double cell um, head on shows about, yeah, what you do, you know. Uh, what does a CT do without... What does WSL do without a tour? Uh, I'd like to say there's some answer, but we didn't really come up with anything, Paul. What's, um, what's your so suggestion, Ben? Are you are you the guy that kind of... Not one of the main speakers, but every time you say something, everyone kind of stops and goes, here, let's hear the, let's hear Mondi out. Okay, guys, let's listen to the kid. It's Basically, it's... You know, the clips are going to run out soon. Uh, the, the trawling thing of... The archives is, is going to run out. I'd like, I'd like to think about what, what will some of the surfers do if there's no tour? Just, just kind of ponder, like, think about, oh, some of our sort of leading surfers. What, what does Medina do? Does he go, like, full Ronaldo? You know, the, the fat Ronaldo, not, not the Portuguese one, the Brazilian Ronaldo, when he just... Remember that footage of him sort of eating dinner? He's eating, like, steak with, like, 26 prostitutes in sort of bikinis. It's like... Medina go forward does Julian Wilson open a surf school a sort of a really joyless kind of funless surf school where everything's taken really serious does, does Ryan Callanan does he become like a sort of a, 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 a conflict resolution like a marriage a marriage counselling kind of imagine with a really comfy sort of lounge and maybe he's got a waistcoat and chinos and like those glasses with the blue rims going guys how do you feel about what Charlene said and like I can imagine him resolving conflicts for a living or maybe just like, he could be, I can sort of see as like your friendly sort of accountant. You know, the accountant down the road that you, you can really trust, you know. He's, he's, he, plays it by, he plays it by the rules, but yeah, he, he does minimise attacks within the guidelines. Never gets impatient you know, as well. You, you, you're always missing a form and he goes, no, you need your R180. And he's never like, never kind of loses his shit that once again, you're not following the most basic I'll of instructions. It. I'll email it again. 
fill that out, get it signed, and, and pop it in. Um, elsewhere, a lot of people have been spending a lot of time consuming content via screens, me included. I've got a sort of major question. It's not so much self-related, but why? Why do we have credits at the end of films and, and TV shows? Why do you have to sit there and read, or, or not, just an endless list of people? Just, you fucking no one cares. I, what, I finished watching Ozark yesterday, and there's a list of all the people that drove the like, minivans from the airport with like the stuff, and it's like... Fuck's sake, this is a thing with some people who are actors pretending to be other people and it's being filmed. And yet, everyone that was even vaguely involved, like whoever like went to buy the light bulbs, their name comes up. Why is that? Why, when you buy a house, it don't, you don't get like the credits and go, Dave, who did the electrics, Big Chris the plumber, you know, like and list everyone's name that did everything. But, you know, it's essential. Like, even, like, when you, you buy food, like, it doesn't say, like, who, all the people that were involved and who drove it, you know? Like, Mohammed drove the truck, you know, Pierre raised the chicken, whatever it might be. But why, why do we have to have credits on, on TV shows and films, Monday? It's bullshit. I don't know, but I do know that we've been watching some of the old films, trying to get the kids into, like, the old films, and the credits are at the start of those films. So like, you have to watch it at the start. Like the kids are going, "This is shit." I didn't. I didn't get through to the opening scene. So yeah, they suck. But um, at least they're at the back. The back end. It did one thing. Like the front. I thought it's not. It's not for us. It's not. It's not for us. It, do you know who it's for? It's, it's just for those people themselves. It's literally for that guy that drove that minibus. And it reminded me a little bit of the QS broadcast, where it's like. Who's watching this? It is literally just the mum and dad at the surfer. They're just watching that. He dazed it. Well, one of my mates is an accountant, a film accountant. So he works, basically does tax loopholes for the films. And yeah, he, he, he emailed me and said he got a credit on the latest Star Wars movie. He said you have to wait about 18 minutes. <laughs> and it says, like, yeah, tax advice. Nigel is his name. Nigel Waldy. Enjoy this trip. Enjoy this trip. We'll do our good bads, but we're going to sort of tailor it around some of the content, the best and the worst of the internet. Um, Ben, what have you got? The best good. Um, I mean, I've got a lot more bads, but um, I thought the Griffin Collar Pinto movie that came out. Um, I know that's sort of a bit more of a long-term project, but it came out at the right time. That's the best surf film I've seen in a long, long time. And he's the best surfer, kind of that next generation. I've gone, wow, like since Mick and Andy and all that, I think he's and he just looks fucking amazing. So, yeah, I enjoyed that, Paul. So that was good. That was a good bit of solid surfing content. Doesn't take himself too seriously. And he just rips. So, yeah, so his output's been, yeah, it's been impressive. Oh, what have you got that? Uh, I'll tell you what's really sort of leaping out at me at the moment, getting away from surfing, is people that were broadcasters, that it just happens to be on the internet because that's where you can watch it, as opposed to people that are just broadcasting because of the internet. And the quality really sort of stands out. And I think I advise everyone to spend at least sort of four to five hours on YouTube just watching Christopher Hitchens. And some of his like some of his debates are just absolutely amazing. The one about what theists must believe, where he kind of, you know, a lot of this stuff is kind of against 
the sort of main religions and stuff and he, he debated a lot of the key figures it's so good and like just the way he talks how sort of sort of sharp and clever he is and just like the words he uses and his kind of like little flourishes of language but he, but he's just he's really funny he's hilarious it's quite hard to get that kind of clever funny and he's brilliant and uh yeah hitchens and it just kind of compared to watching you know koa rothman doing scrambled eggs or whatever and just it just like it's an unfair comparison but just it, yeah it just really stands out it's like wow guy was guy was an absolute genius uh go and watch some hitchens but not his brother i might add peter hitchens who's just the daily mail columnist fucking bellend who's sort of got the same voice but just a total dick ben what have you got anything else that's <laughs> Go to what do you go to routine? Do you do triple back? Are you doing some nice pikes and some tucks? What are, what's, what's your routine? Yeah, all, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to. It's, it's more of a, it's more of a flair thing. I put myself in the if in the surfing camp. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not the strict technical kind of Julian Wilson kind of style. I'm more of a like, and I'm not. I, I don't go so Craig Anderson just completely style free free form. I'm kind of coming. Yeah, you go doors. You Ryan Callanan's mixing. Power and style with technical ability and yeah. I wonder who is the Pam Burridge of tramp? Who's the Pam Burridge of trampolining? <laughs> I wonder. If there's an equivalent. There's a cultural equivalent. Paul, have you got anything else that is? <laughs> yeah, there is a load of real good content online, surf-wise, as everyone's probably finding out. There's a lot of bad too. We're going to come to that, but I actually did a. I've been doing a piece about uh, best best surf films to watch online free. You can find that on Wavelink. There's some epic stuff on there. You've got Psychic Migrations, um, the sort of last Volcom film. It could, could be like their actual last ever film because I think that everyone's been sacked, but that's a brilliant movie. Uh, it's just really well made. Some some surf films make you, make you just appreciate them as a, as a film. You're always kind of conscious that you're watching a film while you're watching it and you go, well, this is brilliantly made. Some stuff makes you want to just go surfing. But I thought when I watched that, what it reminds me of is, you know, when you're on a trip somewhere and it's, the waves are amazing, you sort of score, there's no one around, but it's really hot and you haven't drunk enough or eaten enough. It's sort of lunch, you're like walking back in the hot sun and you kind of start to trip, you sort of, but you're almost kind of like crying, like really emotional and like, it, it, it reminds me of that. Like that's what that film is like. It's really, really good. Some of those like real classic moments, those sessions that enter your life of where you're just kind of spinning out from lack of like water and, and blood sugar and the waves are really good. It reminded me of that. That's brilliant. That's online. You can find all these on, on, on the Wavelength site, but also the Lost Atlas is on there. So that classic sort of Kai Neville from the peak of 
you know, just before everything went wrong, you know, it's about flattening the curve. This was from the, the top of the performance mountain when everyone was still sponsored by Quicksilver and, you know, people were doing massive airs. Uh, that's on then. I found out some other gold. I looked at, watched some pump, um, which is kind of good in the sense that it's a classic, but some stuff in there. I mean, the, Ronnie Burns and Ox surfing at Reunion Island, or an Ox ripping it. Ronnie Burns, you know, the late, great Ronnie Burns, sort of pipe, amazing pipe surfer. But if you watch him surf San Lu, which is a tricky way, he looks like that guy from your local that um, shapes his own boards. He kind of does top hands like guy that used to compete, you know, regionally when he was sort of under 14s and kind of rips in his own way on his own boards. But that's kind of what Burns is doing. But yeah, a lot of good stuff on the internet. Uh, Pump, Lost Atlas, Psychic Migrations. There's loads of others as well. I watched Thicker Than Water again. So I had to watch all this stuff so I could write about it. I watched Thicker Than Water again, which, which stands up against the sort of, I think Thicker Than Water became like the, almost the film that everything since has sort of copied a bit in a way. Um, but yeah, some, there's some cool stuff on there. So, you know, we like to diss the internet sometimes, don't we, in the internet generation, but there's all that stuff there free. In the olden days, you've had to go down to your local surf shop and in my case, fork out 19.99 pounds sterling for a VHS, which was a lot of money at the time. So, um, jar bless the internet. Ben, um, it's been easier, somewhat easier to identify some of the stuff that's not so good. What have you got that's... Yeah, I mean, as I said, look, this, this pandemic has caught a devastating imp- imp- you know, imprint on the, every aspect of society. It's, you know, it's, killed, it's killed thousands, it's overwhelmed healthcare services, it's drained national treasuries. Um, but for me, in all this, probably one of the darkest moments. I mean, even dark, I don't know if you saw the footage of the... Um, South African shoppers getting hit by rubber bullets by the police for not enforcing the two-metre rule. You know, even darker than some of the Italian doctors wearing, like, glad bags or rubbish bags as marks. I think it was when I saw Joe Tappel and Connor Coffin uh, doing their split-screen uh, acoustic challenge um, <laughs> of a social distortion song, uh, who I was, a band I really liked. So that, that just was further, like grinding salt into the open wounds. We've covered Connor Coffin um, extensively. He's a repeat offender in this case, but to see them link up in some type of fucking social media challenge, which I, which there's a few of those I might get on to as well. I had to sort of go outside, just do another routine on the tramp, get myself <laughs> back into a better headspace, come back in and refocus. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. Mm, I got, a few, few remarks on that. Uh, my, one is, I noticed Turks was wearing an Aloha shirt. Do you reckon he's wearing a normal tee and then he was like, okay, Carl, Carl, you're 11, and then like went and got changed and put the Aloha on? Or do you reckon, I'd like to think Turks just hangs in Aloha anyway, all day. That's his standard kind of number ones when he's at home. Um, yeah, I, I've seen images of it. I've seen content related to it. I haven't actually hit play and watched it kind of don't feel that I need to but I, I feel your pain Mandy that it does sound quite bad what did what's a tell me what's a social distortion here what's their what's their big tune well they were actually back to your um sort of surf videos from the 90s mm, so Taylor like, Steel videos Momentum those early Momentum mm. films are on those um they were on like the old rusty no thrills for the course yeah. did you ever see that yeah I did that was one of 20 bucks VHS I've watched about 4,000 times. Um, they, yeah, so just a kind of 
late sort of 80s, early 90s, post Black Flag, mm. sort of down by Laurel, that sort of stuff. I, got, I had, had a good run out in the, in the early oh, 90s. I see, I, I hated that music. It was, I, 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 all of the Taylor Steele films, I, my friends would make me turn the sound off to watch them, my sort of non-surfing mates. They would like really like the surfing, like interested, but they were just like, what is this music? And at the time... That was like a real flowering of like great music in the UK, or probably around the world, but particularly in Britain. And that was honestly just the worst music in the world. The sort of Southern Californian sort of pop punk of like kids that live in gated communities in San Diego. Their mum makes them go and tidy their room and they turn the amp up and like do some sort of pretend punk. Yuck. Yeah, anyway. I hate you, mom. Go buy me some new surfwear at the mall. Paul, what have you got? Uh, that is. Yeah, quite a bit to choose from. Let's First of all, let's talk about some workout videos. I've been actually doing some workout videos and this is a good, I'd just like to so say. I've been doing the Bay Fitness ones. You know, that guy, Blakey, that trains quite, he's actually really, really good. I've had fun with them. And I like him because of, he's quite funny looking. He's got like quite a big nose and he's sort of, I can I can take a workout video from a guy who's sort of quite an unusual looking. If it's like a really sort of great, great looking dude who's really buffy, it's like, all right, I can't. Like you know, fuck off. But you can you, you can take you can take it from a sort of an unusual looking dude to the big hooter and a kind of a, got sort of a funny haircut. So I've been enjoying his, but there's a lot of terrible stuff on online and some female professional surfers in particular. I don't really want to work out shame them as such by naming them. But I mean, Felicity Palmerton and, and Victoria Vigo, they they're not even doing it right. They're like. They're doing, I, I'm not an expert, but I can just tell they're sort of doing it a bit wrong. And it reminds me a little bit of um, when we did PE, you, you sort of PE teacher, they're kind of, they can kind of do all sports like reasonably convincingly. Your sort of standard PE teacher's got a sort of a respectable golf swing, you can kind of bowl a cricket ball, kick a football, do a rugby pass, etc. But in the, well, certainly in the 80s and 90s in Britain, you, when, we, when we came to basketball in PE, the, the PE teachers generally got found out. They were like, hold the ball really weirdly. They were only doing it because it was on the curriculum and they kind of, you could just tell it wasn't, it wasn't legit. And um, yeah, there's, there's some workout videos of some really bad, like the back's kind of bending like it's not supposed to and they're not really contracting the core and just... You know, there's a difference between being able to do a workout when you've got an instructor and actually becoming the instructor. And I, there's some there's some pretty dodgy techniques out there, so you know they're quite bad. Um, I, on that note, I like the good. I like uh, Jorgen Kuzenay uh, doing a workout holding his dog the whole time, which I think, you know a bit of a laugh. Um, but bad. I'll tell you what, if I see fucking Geordie Smith one more time. Rolling around the mat, doing that fucking monkey shit. Have you seen it? It's like, he does it all. He's been doing it for months. It's not a new thing. I'm just like, I don't need to see you do that. I, I, I need to see you surf, and that's it. Anything else apart from that, I just don't need. And yeah, so his workout ones um, have been freaking me out. Man. They should stop. Um. Some more worst of the internet chat. I watched a thing. It's actually this morning. I don't know why I watched this. It's an edit of some French um, surfers and, and stand-up paddlers. There's a... <laughs> I don't know why I watched this. They go to a tidal bore in West Papa. You know, let, let's not let's not talk about genocide and the Indonesian government. 
sort of one of the worst kind of modern genocides that's still going on in West Papua. Let's not get into that. Um, they go to a tidal bore in West Papua, and there's, I mean, the tidal bores in Indo invariably some some white dudes. They're always sitting in a restaurant with those like Coca plastic Coca Cola chairs, aren't they? It's sort of sitting in some horrible looking place by the side of a brown muddy river. Um, there's a, I think the guys are staying. There's a, there's a supper. There's a stand up paddler, and he's got the GoPro on the paddle. So it's like POV from the paddle. So as he's paddling, as you're watching it, the whole world is fucking in a massive tree. Honestly, I, I, I got really nauseous. I actually got nauseous. I thought I was going to be sick. I was watching like, fucking hell. I was trying to work out what was going on, but it's his paddle. And the, ca- the cameras, the, the GoPros on the paddle, it was horrific. I just, why? So yeah, uh, watch out for French surf stand-up paddlers on a tidal bore in West Papa. It's, it's like 2014. Laurent Mazirel's in it. Our mate Lolo, the legend, he's in it. Looking cool, smiling. Classic Lolo. But um, yeah, it's terrible. Really, really bad. It's not the length podcast. Tell you what, man. Um, well, people are, you know, maybe restricted to home and they, they start to think about, wow, what, what great, great magazines can they subscribe to? And we've actually... Should we go and hear from Luke Gartside, Wavelength Editor? He's, he's locked down there in Newquay Cornwall. He's got ocean views over Fistral from his flat. Should we, um, should we go and hear from Luke, find out, find out what's going on in terms of the subscriptions offer at Wavelength? It's been not bad, thanks, Paul. Um, obviously, can't do a lot of the things I want to do, but we, we've been going for some nice walks. I've been exploring little bits of the coastline within walking distance. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the golf course right outside my house is closed as well, so that's just turned into a giant park. So, yeah, yeah it's not been bad, actually. Uh, Monday and I had a little debate about, about going surfing, about the sort of morality of it. Um, people been surfing at Fishtra? Have you spotted any shredders? Yeah, they, I mean, there hasn't been any waves this week, but last week it was pumping. Actually, it was pretty cruel after after three months of terrible onshores, which I always tell you about. Um, it was the first fun waves we've had, yeah, like I say, in months. And um, it was lockdown. But yeah, there were still some people surfing. I think basically the interpretation of the rules is here that if you can walk to the beach, uh, then you can go surfing. Um, pretty much the debates the debate lines seem to be split between two camps people saying you can't go and people who saying you can and the people who can walk to the beach seem to be saying you can and the people who have to drive seem to be saying you can't so uh yeah it's uh, there was yeah there was plenty of plenty of surfing going on i think it's all right um wavelength subs have been absolutely flying out the door we've had real great uptake on subscriptions people are getting their premium print editions of the mag and really enjoying the long form content can you tell us about some subs offers i believe we've got a stay at home special running at the moment yeah that's right i mean now's the perfect time people don't usually have time to just chill out put their feet up and enjoy a bit of long form surf content to uh, to get their hands on a subscription because you've got all the time in the world now you can take it out for a little walk with you, sit on the beach, if you can walk to the beach, read it, or sit in your garden with the sun in your face and, uh, and enjoy it. Um, and yeah, like I say, we've, we've created a special stay-at-home subscription special, which is £20, um, and that's two volumes of the mag. You get your first one straight away, so you can start enjoying that, and then you'll get the next one as soon as it comes out in the summer. Uh, and then we've got a two bags of coffee, two free bags of coffee. Obviously, all the cafes are shut, but you've still got... A, 
get a coffee down here in the morning. Two free bags of Origin coffee, as well as the magazines. And then we've also got a £100 travel voucher. So the minute this is done, you can start looking at where you want to go with that. Uh, Costa Rica, Sri Lanka, they're all in the books of our, of our friends and partners at Ticket to Ride. Um, so yeah, you can you can head to one of those places with £100 off. And that's just all for £20. One of the real sort of sad repercussions of of the COVID-19 crisis is, is your badders game, Luke. Your badders, as you call it, or badminton, as it's known elsewhere, is taking a bit of a hit. How are you surviving without the badders? Are you doing any badders at home? How do you feel a badders, a shuttlecock-shaped hole in your life? Yeah, it's, it's pretty sad, to be honest. I mean, the, the New Beach Sports Centre was really pushing on. They were sending me daily updates via email, letting me know... Um, about what was going on there, and it looked right, it came right down to the wire on lockdown week, but then still saying, look, we're a vital resource, we're going to stay open, and then, alas, the day before, sent me an email saying, look, we've chatted to Sport England, we're forced to shut. It's not the length podcast. I tell you what has been online, which has been, you know, a real boon to the internet in general. Did you check out the Wavelength pub quiz? Did you see that, Monday? I did, yeah, I joined in for... Uh... Some of it, definitely, Paul, yeah. It was good, wasn't it? It was good, yeah. I really enjoyed the, um, I thought you were now in your element at the start. We had, obviously, you just had you. You had no one to, uh, to stop you talking, and you just had a sly uh, digs at the rest of the um, UK surf industry. I thought that was, I enjoyed that. That was just on the right side of snide. Uh, got, 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 got me a laugh. Yeah, I uh, I did well with those guys. I went for Gervais, didn't I? The sort of Golden Globe is opening sort of monologue. But then, I, but then I would say after that, when you started, you know, the questions got a bit dry. I thought, Paul, to be honest, I thought it was just you know, you reading out questions about I don't know random spots in the UK. I thought you kind of lost me there a little bit. I, I, I will say, mm. um, but I enjoyed the. I like the backdrop. I mean, it looked like there was a bit of work went into that pool. I, I know these things just don't magically happen. You, you must have spent some time on it by the looks of things. Bit of time went in. Heidi was filming on her phone. We did have some quite heated discussions about um, camera operation or, or phone. She was camera one. I, I only referred to her as camera one. I was like, camera one, are you focusing on me or are you focusing on the bottles behind? There's a lot of, a lot of focus on the shelf, I thought, from camera one. Um, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we kind of, a couple of points, nearly got divorced over, over that, but um, yeah, we, got it, we got it done in the end. Uh, had, yeah, some good feedback, a lot of people online, there's some people said it was a bit too hard, people thought it was a bit hard. No, no, I got all the answers. I'm dumbing it down. The next one, well, by the time a lot of people listen to this pod, uh, the next one will have already happened. It's just going to be actual live, um, and I'm going to give the answers out as well at the end, at the end, so people can play along and and do it that way. But yeah, had some pretty good feedback. It's quite UK-centric, so I will take that on board. I, I realise it is actually a global audience for Wavelength. Um, so I'm going to just reach out uh, around the world and, and, and keep it very accessible. And out of interest, did you know who won the best name quiz yeah. award? Yeah, it was, uh, Joel Evans won the best name. He won himself a Wavelength subscription. Well, the st- Joel Evans, that's not very well, it's 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 a no relation, but it's he won with Kelly Self Isolator, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leighton Spence got second with Connor Coughing, which is good as well. <laughs> good. But he 
he didn't win and I did a little live last night and explained it that I didn't want to enable Connor or encourage him to get online and do any guitaring or anything so I was like sorry Connor I don't, I don't want to say his name three times in case he appears but um yeah Kelly self-isolator was strong um Steve Stevie D Steve Daniels from South Coast Legend from Wembury he noticed that Luke Garside actually fucked up a couple of his questions and got and got and got them wrong I got the point break one wrong. He got that confused with uh, some other film, Chasing Giants or something. So Gartside actually kind of stitched me by giving me kind of wrong question and answers. Um, I should I should know not to trust him. Um, and yeah, I'm going to also, I'll take feedback on board, try and keep it funnier throughout, not so UK. I'm going to try and make it a bit easier. But yeah, the pub quiz is, is fun. Having a bit of fun with it. I might try and do it outside tomorrow if the weather's nice. It's supposed to be 22 degrees, so... I might get a little glass of red and um, take my chair, take my armchair out on the deck. Okay. Yeah, no, I look forward. I'll, I'll sign in um, amongst my Zoom chats, my cyber catch-ups, which are actually taking up more of my time than I used to pre-lockdown. I'm actually talking to more people. It's mm. starting to get at my wicket. I'll, I'll carve out some time for you, Paul. did have a timetable clash, actually, with your mate, uh, Matt Barr from Looking Sideways, who did a live broadcast with Chris Hines, one of the founders of, or the founder of Surfers Against Sewage. That's what we went up against. And I'd just like to, at this stage, just apologize to those guys. Say, Sorry guys, no one watched your thing. Cause um, yeah, it was the Wavelength pub quiz. Unlucky. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on to Matt for sure, Paulie, I'll pass it on. Um, we're not gonna do our quiz, we're gonna save that for, uh, for our next podcast, but um... I had some good songs lined up too, Paul. You've done a bit of research for if you'd won the um, won our normal quiz, or should we save that? So I always like to go out with a bit of a song at, at the end there. Yeah, I was going to go for uh, a sort of British genius, quite some, generally under, underrated, Polly Jean Harvey, PJ. I was going to go for something off uh, Let England Shake the Glorious Land. It's probably going to play it something a little bit sombre and haunting and sort of spooky, but... I mean, she's a genius. I was probably going to go with the, the Glorious Land I was going to play out with. What were you going to go for, Mundy? Uh, I had a choice uh, between uh, the letter Holloway with the greatest hits, which was one of the greats. I think it's songs from 1981. It's actually the, the sample that uh, Black Box uh, sampled in 1989. So this is the original. Or, that, or the new um, Baxter Jury, who's the son of Ian Jury. Every album was absolutely brilliant. I recommend him, but he's got a new song out, a new single, which is amazing. But I'll let you choose. Is maybe one of those songs to go out with. You probably choose your own, you knowing you. But, Ian Jury is I he? Think, he's from Canterbury, isn't he? A fellow man of Kent, like yourself, Monday. He's from Canterbury, I think. Yeah, yeah the Blockheads. Yeah, I think uh, I took that up. Yeah, but um, yeah, but his son, who sounds very similar, uh, is an absolute genius as well. But anyway, yeah, Paulie. Well, it's been, a, it's been. I think we've got through. Some serious sort of fun there, mate. I'm pretty happy with that chat. You happy with that chat? Yeah, uh, we nailed that. So the next pod is going to be well, probably in about a month's time. Let's see if we're still on lockdown. I'm guessing yes. Ben, how can people get in touch? Could they? Maybe they could. Maybe they could tweet us. Can they? Can they tweet us? Yeah, they can tweet us. Email us. You can tweet us at Wavelength Mag. You can DM us on Insty, which is Wavelength Surf Mag. Uh, same for Facebook, it's Wavelength Surf Mag. You can send us an email, editor at wavelengthmag.com. 
Uh, get in touch. Give us your feedback. Let us know how you're surviving lockdown, how your self-isolation's going, even if it's going terribly. We want to hear about it. Do drop us a line. Get in touch. Enjoy your lockdown. Look after each other. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Keep distancing. Don't go surfing. And what else should people be doing, Mandy? Get a dog up, yeah. It's not the length podcast.